It's the Dogcast, episode number 451. Dogs win big in downtown Atlanta. Now we got to win another big one in downtown Atlanta. It's episode number 451 of the Dogcast. Old Dog, the Revenge Tour 2017 continues to roll on, buddy. Just as we predicted last week, not much fight in the nerds from Techwood Drive. It pretty much went exactly like we scripted. Uh, not too much trouble on the uh, on Saturday down in uh, Atlanta. No, and again, you know, we we packed their stadium with Georgia fans. And the other thing that, you know, was noticeable, that's just just the difference of cultures between, you know, Georgia people and, and tech nerds is having their ass handed to them. They're still just smiling and waving and just having a wonderful time. Fingers you know, in the thinking air, it's, doing the number one thing. What, what does that mean? When the camera comes up to you, and you're like number one, number one. No, you are not number one, right? You're not. You're just. What are you saying with that finger, number one? Yeah, who knows? They're I terrible. mean, you know, and you know, but not only that. I don't even want to try to delve into the mind of a tech fan to find out what that would mean, I know. because that's a, that's got to be a scary place to be. There's some dark shit going on in there. You've got. You've got tricycle racing. You've got World of Warcraft. You've got Comic-Con. You've got, you know, a tiny little smidge of football. No time for girls whatsoever. It's just, there's no telling what's going on inside there. No, no. And nor do you want to do it. But I mean, you know, what a, what a, what a day. What a day it was in the shitty field close to the highway next to the projects across the street from the varsity. With like 40,000 fans. I mean, it's terrible, terrible, man. It's pathetic. And half yeah, of the 40 they are. They, I mean, to me, they're the only stadium that I know that when they upgrade their facilities, they decrease their capacity. <laughs> know, right? Oh, I'm telling you, it's awesome. And I'll tell you, you knew from the get-go how the game was going to turn out. I mean, Kirby Smart was on message, man. He was coaching. He was yelling. He was fired up. Fish fry, uh, PJ on the other side, he seemed like, I mean, he didn't even seem, he seemed only mildly interested in the game. I don't think, I don't think at any time he thought they were going to win before, during, or even towards the end of the game. No. Well, you know, because, because he had bigger fish to fry. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's, I, they're not going to play in, you know, some miserable bowl. Uh, you know, I mean, how bad is it? When you can't even make like the CarQuest Bowl, you can't make the, a bowl in a season. You know, or the or the Belt Bowl, or you know, I mean, it's just again, 
you know, and maybe they will end up doing it because there's so many damn bowl games. You know, some years they even have to take teams that, quote, aren't bowl eligible just, you know, to fill it out. You know, yeah. so what? And you how, know, how pathetic is that? You're the team exactly. that's not even bowl eligible, and they're like, yeah, come on, you can play too. I mean, you right. didn't even, you're beyond shitty. I mean, you're, you're on the other side of bowl eligibility. I mean, but listen, Paul Johnson, he's got bigger fish to fry. He needs to set about getting the 51, the 51st ranked recruiting class in the door, right? So he's got some exactly. serious recruiting to do. He's got uh, a lot of, uh, those one-star and two-star receivers aren't going to sign themselves. So he's got real work to do, uh, whether he goes to oh, the game or not. He does, and, and you know, but he is such a genius because, you know, as usual, they had to talk about him on TV, you know, that he doesn't have a play card. You know, he just – he's been running this wonderful – so long, you know, that he just stands on the sideline, views what's going to work, and then just, you know, shuttles in one back after another, you know, with the play call, much like we did back in the 70s in high school, <laughs> you know, before anyone thought about having a wristband sure. and, you know, and having plays. Wristband, but, uh, play card. Who needs that, man? When you're the genius, you're just like, it's just coming to you, man. You just got your flow. It's like dive, pitch, keeper, keeper, pitch, dive. I mean, you're just, you're just, you have so many things to choose from over there. Do I do the dive? Do I do the pitch? Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they are just, they are just so pathetic. They are pathetic, man. They really are. And you've got the, the little buzz, their little, I don't know what they call it. Their little buzz feed or whatever the thing is they do. Uh, their little message board, you know, they, they shut that down. They won't even let you get on their, their message board anymore. Um, yeah, we smoked them 38 to 7. Order but I did, and, and I do want to put a shout out, whoever it was that hacked the Wikipedia page yes. for, uh, for Grant Field or whatever they call it now, because I did think that was pretty funny. Owner University of Georgia. The owner is the University of Georgia. The operator right. is Georgia Tech. I know. I love that. That was fantastic, man. So uh, yeah, you know. Um, also, you know, hats off to we had a lot of guys. The big, the big, the big win when you come out of a Tech game, other than having more points than Tech, is always injury for me at least, right? Uh, you right. saw Trent Thompson on his back, and that was probably the scariest moment of the whole game to me. And uh, then I saw him doing that um, high knee chop steps over on the sideline like a dang machine, and I thought, yeah, hey, he's not hurt. Um, no. Roquan Smith, nine tackles, eight solo tackles. Um, and and that and that total's got to be wrong because I think he was in on one. Yeah, exactly. If he only had I mean, nine tackles, that means Tech only ran nine plays, right? You know, what a machine, you know, that guy was. And, I mean, you know, the speed just going from sideline to sideline on that. I mean, and, uh, you know, it. and the, the thing is, and a lot of people probably don't remember the little recruiting battle we were in. And, uh, you know, Rokon was one of those guys that signed – you know, signed a little bit late and never did sign a letter of intent. Uh, you know, he did the uh, thing where you apply for scholarship or, yep. you know, whatever it is, because he was actually all set to go to UCLA. Yep. Uh, 
you know, and the guy that had recruited him, luckily, who, you know, someone on, on Rick's staff, uh, you know, maybe it was pro, I can't remember who it was, called the kid, you know, called Roquan, you know, the day before or just about as he was ready to fax, you know, his stuff off to UCLA and said, oh, by the way, you know, the guy that recruited you and told you, you know, he was going to be your best friend and be there forever, uh, isn't there anymore. He took a job somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I mean, that's the way we got him. And he is, he's probably our most valuable player this year. Yeah, definitely on defense he is. You know, um, and he and he's in there. I mean, he's just an amazing player. He's just an amazing damn. He's just yeah. a baller on defense, man. I mean, he looked like he was damn born to defend the option this past weekend. Just tackle every damn body, man. And uh, I, I tell you what, I'm really gonna miss that guy. There's a lot of players on this team that we're gonna really miss, but. You know, the bottom line is uh, we do literally have, well, figuratively, we do have bigger fish to fry coming up next Saturday. Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. A... I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that, that is, uh, that's where the rubber meets the road next weekend, brother. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And there's no one that needs to be, uh, you know, pissed off or anything else if on Tuesday night the committee has, you know, us at five and – or us at six and maybe Alabama at five or something like that. Because, yeah. I mean, here's here's the deal. If we beat Auburn, we're in. If we don't, we're not. And <laughs> that's, that's the, the way only was, math that you need to remember. And, right. And that's the way it was going to be from forever. And just remember, the, on, the only ranking that counts is the one on December 3rd. All of these others are just to give the people at ESPN crap to talk about throughout the week. That's exactly right. Because, Next week, because they can't, because week they can't talk about who disrespected who in the NBA ad nauseum long enough. They have to have something else to talk about, you know. Before hey, before we move on fully away from the Georgia State game, I also want to give – I want to talk a little bit about the offense. Tony Michelle had a fantastic game. Nick Chubb did exactly what he needed to do. We had Chubb scoring touchdowns, Swiss scoring touchdowns, Michelle scoring touchdowns. How about my boy Jake Fromm? You know, he seems to be warming up to this whole throwing the ball thing. A 78-yard touchdown throw, longest touchdown pass by any Georgia quarterback in four years, right? Um, that was a big deal, man. The throw to Crumpton was beautiful, on time, yes. on message, and Crumpton. Right in, right in stride. I mean, how often – do we see a Georgia quarterback actually hitting receiver in stride? I'm telling you, doesn't what? happen that often. That's probably why we haven't had a whole lot of 70-yard touchdown passes. <laughs> and and talking about from throwing, uh, we we had a call and it was was you know talking about uh, and wanted our opinion on it. And it's probably opinion that he's not going to love. Please keep listening to the show. I love your passion. We just don't agree. Uh, he was of the opinion that these last two games, Kentucky and Tech, we should be throwing like 40 times just to get from ready to, to throw the ball. And that's not our game. Georgia runs the football. Georgia's always going to run the football, and that's the way you win championships. And if we get into a situation where our quarterback, be it this year, be it five years ago, or be it ten years from the, and now, 
if we get into a situation where our quarterback needs to throw the ball 40 times, we're getting our ass beat, and we've got no business playing the ball game because we're losing, and we're losing bad. I just don't, you know, I've heard it all year. I just don't adhere to this theory that, you know, at some point in time, we're going to have to have, you know, Jake Fromm being like, uh, you know, being like the New Orleans quarterback did against the Redskins, you know, and just, you know, Breeze just throwing it, you know, constantly. I mean, it, it's just not going to work. That's not the way we play the game. That's not what we're designed for. And, you know, and we may, you know, I think we've got a good shot against Auburn. For all I know, Auburn may dominate us again. But throwing the ball, if we can't run against Auburn, throwing the ball 40 or 50 times against them, that's not going to work either. I agree. Because they're going to they're figure that out. And uh, if we can't run the ball, that means we're getting dominated on the on the line of scrimmage, and they're just going to start sacking poor, poor Jake back there. So that's my opinion. You wanted it. Uh, probably not what you wanted to hear, but it's just a difference of opinion. Please keep listening, and, uh, you know, maybe sometime you can call back and tell me I was an absolute idiot and we do need to throw 40 times. And if we ever do win a game throwing it 40 times, man, do call me an idiot. Absolutely. Yeah, please, please, somebody call him an idiot. Uh, we need more callers calling in telling old dog he's an idiot. That would make me happy. Um, so, yeah, go for it. Uh but uh, I tell you, it was a, it was a great game, very satisfying win, thirty eight to seven over the nerd herd of Techwood Drive. Um, they really just uh, could not muster much of an attack. Uh, zero points in the second half. Didn't even threaten really in the second half. Uh, pretty much a non-factor, as we suspected, as we told you last week. It really is just not going to be that big a deal. Uh, it, it really wasn't that big of a game. We were resting our starters on defense midway of the third quarter. And uh, good to see Richard account in there. And uh, we got a lot of different players, got a lot of different time on the field. And that was just awesome. In the final regular season game, Ethan got to play a little bit. Everybody got to play a little bit. And, uh, you know, it was good. Good game for everybody. And, uh we got to sit around, the whole team, the coaching staff, all got to sit and watch Auburn uh, do what Auburn does against Alabama. Old Dog, did it make you feel just a little bit more better uh, seeing how, seeing Alabama struggle with that offense that Auburn was able to muster on Saturday? Was it just me, oh. or was it made me, made me feel a little bit better knowing it wasn't just us that was having trouble with Auburn. No, no, and, and without a doubt. And, you know, and we even said after, you know, Auburn handed our ass to us, it didn't matter who went into Jordan-Hare Stadium that day, they were going to lose. I mean, it could have been it could have been the New England Patriots. Yeah. And I think probably Auburn would have taken them to the woodshed. And, you know, they were fired up, you know, but here it is. It's going to be on a neutral field. Uh they're not going to have the home, you know, the home field advantage. They're not going to have the crowd noise that they did down there. And, you know, they may not have Kenyon Johnson either. I mean, that guy, look, there's something bad wrong. There. I agree. I mean, he, when you just, when, when you when you just stop down. and hold out, you stop and hold out your hand and say, man, I'm going down, don't hit me. Yeah, dude, he, that uh, was the classic uncle, like the classic, I'm out, I'm tapping out. I'm yeah. calling Uncle. I'm just going to lay down here on the ground. 
Um, and I mean, and as tough as that kid is, he that that was some serious stuff. So I'm not seeing. You know, I I wish I wish him well. I wish him well, and I hope he gets better. But I hope he's better about a month from now. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, honestly, I just need to be better about eight days from now, right? There um, you go. I no more damn jump passes for him. I don't think uh, coming up anytime soon. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, but that was the thing. dream. I wanted Auburn to win, and I yeah, wanted it to cost them a lot in terms of effort, in terms of intensity, and in terms of personnel. And that is exactly what we got. And so. it, it did just that. And, you know, and I'm hoping to, and, you know, college football is such a game of emotion and momentum. I can only hope that all come in to Mercedes-Benz Stadium a little cocky, too. Sure. You know, figuring, you know, figuring, hey, you know, we just, uh, you know, we just beat these guys like a drum two weeks or three weeks ago, we just took down Auburn. You know, there's nobody can beat us, you know, banging their chest. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too, when you rewatch the Auburn game, one of the things that really, really hurt us was all of the misdirection and all of the kind of movement and eye candy stuff that that offense runs. I mean, you look at those screen passes they had they were basically throwing a throwing to the other other way from all of the movement they had and unfortunately we bit on all of that movement and and I'm hoping that maybe playing tech and having to stay in your position and playing that did it obviously these guys are going to be watching the film they're going to see what they did there I don't we're going to have any screen passes that are going to be turned into 75-yard touchdowns, you know, escorted, you know, escorted down on the sideline, you know, by the linemen. But the defense really against Tech and against Kentucky played with a lot more discipline. And that is how we've got to play against Auburn, too, if we're going to have a chance to take them down. Well, honestly, I really seriously – in my heart, believe this is setting up to be the perfect set. I mean, it's really the perfect setup for Georgia. Um, we could not ask for a better setup. We, when we were, when I was watching the Auburn Alabama game, you know, I thought to myself, man, I've seen all these plays, right? They, they ran all, they, they threw their best shit at us. They saved their best stuff for us. And then they ran it again against Bama and. We had seen their best effort, their very best stuff, and sure, it worked the first time, but I cannot imagine that we are not going to be much better prepared. For sure, they're not going to catch us by surprise. They're not, we're not stepping into a buzzsaw or anything like that. If we're not properly motivated and properly prepared and ready to play these guys this week, then we're not ever going to be, right? I mean, this is the best possible well, no, setup for our team. Without a doubt. And and I tell you, too, if if they line up and do the same thing they did to us ago, they're just a much, they're, they're a much better team. Exactly. And they just manhandle. And if Hats they can manhandle us twice, exactly. If they can manhandle us twice and uh, we need to get some bigger boys and need to do some more uh, time in the weight room. Yeah, you ain't gonna hear a peep out of me, buddy. If they do, if they no. can beat us again like that, you're not gonna hear a peep out of me, because uh, they will have freaking earned it, son. 
But I got to tell but, you, but I don't but, think but, they and can. You hit the, no, and I hope not either. And you hit the nail on the head. They're not going to be any. They're not going to be any surprises from them. And I don't think there are going to be any surprises from us. We just need to execute better. And you know, you go back to the game. We had a couple shots. You know, in the in the first quarter. And who knows, you know, if we connect on a couple of those passes and, you know, put some points on the board, it could have been a totally different game. Sure. But, you know, that that's history. And, you know, how good is it to be playing in an SEC championship again? It's fantastic. It's fantastic, old dog. I'm glad you asked. Because I'll tell you, there's no player on the current Georgia roster that's ever played in an SEC championship game. No. And uh, – and- to be to be and, four yards short in 2012, man, I was at that game, and I remember what it feels like to be four yards short of getting the opportunity to play a crappy Notre Dame team. And oh, absolutely. You, we have got to get it done this coming Saturday at 4 o'clock. Oh, with, without a doubt. And, you know, it, it dawned on me, too. I was thinking about, you know, everything that, that went on and we're talking about you know, and, and we have all season, really, you know, about the change in culture and all of that. And with Miami going down on Friday, which, again, was no great surprise to me. Um, the biggest difference, I think, between what the attitude that Kirby Smart has brought to the program that we didn't have in the other regime is we are beating the teams that we were supposed to beat down, we are beating them down. We are not playing down to our opponent anymore. And, you know, I, you know, Coach Rick in, in his day, uh, you know, the 2012 Alabama game that you were talking about, he certainly had them ready to play that game. But how many games did we just barely eke out against teams that we should have won by 20, 25, 30 points. And we're doing that now under these guys. The teams that we're supposed to dominate, we do. And that's, I think, the biggest thing, that the biggest difference we got going on. Yeah, couldn't have said it better, man. And I'll tell you, I can imagine that Kirby, I mean, Kirby was already getting set up uh, for this Auburn game. You know, you heard that he forwarded six plays to the commission, to the especially to the referee group uh, that he was unhappy with out of the Auburn game. He's already, literally already working the ref for the SEC championship game. And uh, I am fantastically happy to see that. And uh, I hope he's got that little video of Gus Malzahn talking about how they whipped the dog shit out of us. I hope he's got that playing on a damn loop in every damn room, in every damn dining hall, in the weight room. I hope it's playing on every damn body's phone. I oh, want you, them talking you know. about balls on beating the shit out of us. You know, you know that. You know that's on a on a loop constantly playing in the weight room, and they may even be blaring it out on the practice fields. I'm but, telling you, uh, that is the only you know, story in Athens this week. You know, again, just, you know, what a, what a great season. Uh, you know, we're playing, we're playing not only for the SEC championship, but we're playing for a chance to play for a national championship. And man, it has been a long, long time since we have been able to do that.
and uh, you know, hats off to hats off to the guys that stayed, the seniors that stuck around, made a huge difference. Uh, you know, on that, not just with their talent, but with their leadership. And not only that, but buying in to a new coaching staff coming in. Because, I mean, the, you know, especially the guys, you know, our stars on offense and most of the guys on the defense, you know, these aren't, these aren't the guys that, that Kirby and his, and his crew recruited. But, you know, they, they bought in and that you can go either way with that. You know, your coach, the guy that you committed to, he leaves, you know, you can go through the motions and, you know, hopefully, hopefully get a job in the NFL or you can buy into what the new guy's doing and all of a sudden you're playing for a championship. And hats off to those guys that stuck around. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. That is what it took to get it done in the regular season. And now, this is what we play for, man. This is why you play the regular season is to get to the postseason. And the postseason is here. I'd like to talk about the Georgia Tech game a little bit more, but old dog, we got bigger fish to fry. It's on to the SEC championship game. So, uh, speaking of fish to fry, hats off to, uh, thanks to our listener, my buddy that we met at the Kentucky game for building the, uh, he built us some artwork today of, uh, of Paul Johnson, the just the kind of thing that's just a picture of what Paul Johnson's doing from now until you know next August. Um, we've got it on the website. If you go to the website at dogcast.com, you can see it in the show notes for today. It's just a, a you know a nice little picture of Paul Johnson doing what he does, man. Just being happy, being free, doing what he doing what he does best, doing what he does best, and what he's gonna be doing from now until next next August. If you guys go to the website at dogcast.com, it'll probably be the first thing you see. So check that out. Thanks to Kyle for making the uh, the show artwork this week. Congrats to Dan Mullen. How about Dan Mullen going to uh, going to Florida? He's their Florida's second choice. That's cute, you know. But um, but hey, you know Florida, uh, you know they they got their man in Dan Mullen. You know? Well, and and I figured and I figured that's who it was going to be. Actually, work. I called back a while back. Uh, you know, and, and I tell you, uh, you know, the guy that went to UCLA, uh, he, he made his best choice. Chip Kelly, uh, Chip yeah. Kelly, Chip Kelly would have had his ass handed to him in the SEC just like been, he did in the pros. It would have been a You know, that, yeah. that, that nice little thing, that works when you have superior athletes and the defense doesn't have the same speed that you've got. But that doesn't happen here, and I think he was smart enough to realize that. Well, yeah, you so, saw what Chip Kelly did when he ran into Nick Saban's defense a few years back with Oregon. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. It, and, it and that was the same, and, and the same thing that happened in, to him in the pros on a weekly basis. Yeah, exactly. You know, when, the defense, when the defense is as fast as your guys are and they're just as in good a shape, you know, that, that speed, the tempo, the tempo, the tempo, you know, none of that shit works. No, and, it really doesn't. You know, all these talking heads on ESPN buy into it, you know, and there for a long time they sounded like birds because all they could say was, chip, 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 <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, but I, and, you know, and Mullen's a good coach. Uh, you know, he, he was Florida's offensive coordinator back in the heyday, uh, or one of their heydays, or, 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 you know, I mean, he was there with Something Meyer. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he'll, uh, you know, Florida's, Florida will be be back in a couple of years. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm not scared of Dan Mullen. He's a pretty good coach, but I'm not that. Man, scared I'm not of scared of any of them because we've got a coach that knows how to coach Step and knows how to motivate right. players. Exactly. And I want, and and I want, and I mean, and I'm to the point. I want Florida to be good. I want Tennessee to be good. I want South Carolina to keep coming up like they're doing. I want the East, the SEC, to get back to where it was the premier side and not the West, because when we beat the dog shit out of those people, I want it to mean something. I agree. I totally agree. I want the East. I'm tired of, tired of people talking about how the East is the damn down conference, downside of the conference, you know. So, uh, Old Dog, we'll be back on Wednesday with a look again at Auburn. We'll talk a little bit more about Auburn. We'll see where Auburn is on the injury front. We'll talk about what we think uh, the dogs need to do in order to get the win in the championship game and advance on to our first chance at the playoffs ever. And I'm going to tell you, the best news we could get is Kenyon Johnson has gone to see Dr. James Andrews, and he is performing shoulder surgery on him and Probably in the next eight or nine months, he'll be back to 100%. That's that's what we need to see, buddy. That is exactly <laughs> what I want to see because that other kid, the freshman, he is not a 60-minute feature SEC back. I am not that worried about him. And then that just reduces Stidham options and weapons, and uh, that is all good for Rope One and the boys. So, Absolutely. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. You can call us at 706-363-0210. It's been a great season. It's been maybe the best season of the Dogcast ever. Our numbers are up. This team is up. Everybody is damn happy. Sunshine, rainbows, milk and honey for everybody. It's been a great year. We appreciate you guys. And and the beauty is we get to play another game. And we get to play another. You have bonus football. That actually, that actually means something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are down to the damn lightning round now, kids. This exactly. And, really hopefully, and hopefully we'll get to play another two games that mean something after this one. Damn skippy, brother. Damn skippy. So thanks for listening, guys. Take us out of dogcats.com. you got the phone number. you got the email. you got the website. You know what to do. We appreciate you guys listening. It was a great year, and we've still got more damn real football to play. Go dogs! I'm glad that I'm from Georgia, not from Georgia Tech. I'm proud to be a bulldog and not a rambling wreck. Because Georgia's so much better, as everyone knows so well. So I'll always be a Georgia fan and Tech can go to hell. I'm glad that I'm from Georgia, not from Georgia Tech. I'm proud to be a bulldog and not a rambling wreck. And if I had a daughter, I'd teach her what to do. I'd dress her up in red and black and teach her how to glory, glory to all Georgia. Glory, glory to all Georgia. Glory, glory to all Georgia. And to help with Georgia Tech. The Iron Bowl is on. Auburn is leading. Let's see what happens. How about them dogs? Dog has technical support. Please no comment about my singing. I know it sucks. Out. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Kevin from Buford, Georgia. So I want to see what you guys think about the Jake Fromm situation. I think it's very clear up to this point that the coaching staff has been protecting Jake Fromm, and that really bothers me. It bothers me that in this, the last two games that we've played, we could have really 
aired it out and and gotten from whatever little bit more of experience we could have gotten him, and we chose not to. We stuck with the running game, and I just don't think that's going to cut it in Atlanta. I, I really think that Jake Fromm should have been throwing 40 times a game in these last two games. I mean, this is it. That's all. That's all we had left, and I don't think the running game is going to get it done uh, in Atlanta. So, I think that was a missed opportunity. I want to see what you guys think. I'm excited about next week. Go dogs! Hey guys, Steve from Savannah, uh, Georgia Tech. Um, great, great game yesterday. Uh, I know we beat a very weak Georgia Tech team. Uh, we actually dominated a, a weak Georgia Tech team. Uh, good news is, is, is we did just that. We did what we were supposed to do. You're supposed to dominate teams like that. Uh, I've said it a hundred times this year. Uh, that's the difference in this team and years past. Uh, we're, we're beating teams like we're supposed to. But uh, the only thing I'd have liked to see us do different, number one, I'd have, I'd have put Eason in the game a little, uh, and let him throw the ball. We may need him again. Uh, who knows what might happen to Fromm, but uh, it'd be good to let him air it out. For no other reason, is I'd have, I'd have tried to score on that last possession. Paul Johnson would have scored on us. You can count on that. And I still haven't forgot that little incident last year when they would tore our hedges all to pieces and was walking around with it, just stuck in their helmets and all that crap. So just uh, another uh, uh, more proof that Kirby Smart's a better person than I am because I would have pounded his face in it. Uh, the big picture now is Auburn. Um, I am growing more and more of a, of a hatred of, of Gus Miles on. Uh, I just don't like the guy. Uh, of course, that comment he made that they beat the dog crap out of us uh, earlier this year. Um, and uh, I just don't like him. I, I like our chances. If, if any of you guys out there are betting, we're just going to get points. Take George in the points. Because I can promise you, I don't know if we're going to win, but we're going to cover the spread. I can promise you that. <clears throat> you know, Auburn's played, uh, he said yesterday during his post-game interview that you know, he'd be the number one Georgia and the number one Alabama. Well, you did that at home in that little loud cracker box <clears throat> stadium of yours with about 95% Auburn fans there. But you're fixing to come to Atlanta and play in a neutral site, and you're going to leave half of those drunk bastards at home where they belong. So we're going to see how, how good you are now. Uh, now that you don't have that home field advantage. And I'm telling you, in the SEC, uh, with a decent fan base, playing at night at home is, is a huge advantage. And he's fixed to lose that. And uh, I think we're going to stop him mud holding him. So, uh, like I said, you got any money left over, uh, put it on Georgia. They will cover. Go dogs. <laughs> 